So I park my car, and uh, I walk into the library. That's where we are. And uh, as I'm turning the corner to go to the table that we're sitting at right here, this guy points out that I got a cup of coffee in my hand. I had to kind of turn my... At first, I didn't know what he said, but then he pointed to it. So I kind of turned my head, and I gave him one of these, Kyle. I kind of put my, my head to the side like a, like a dog, you know. And uh, I said, is that a problem? Is that a problem that I brought a coffee into the library? Because to me, that's all in the same world. One and the same. That's knowledge. That's uh, caffeine. That's, it's just, it's, I, to me, every time I go to the library, I bring a cup of coffee. In fact, I bring a cup of coffee everywhere, as you know. So he tells me, you can't put the cup of coffee anywhere there's a piece of carpet. So I found this room right here. It's tiled. We got walls of books everywhere. And here we are. So you're telling me that this cup of coffee is completely within the Pasadena Library's regulations? Technically. Technically, according to his definition. According to law. <laughs> according to his definition. And we are in the law room. <laughs> right. So it holds in a court of justice even more so. All right. Well, yeah, I mean, I know, I've known you for a long time. And this podcast has been running for a while. And ever since I've known you, you have not forgot the coffee. You bring your coffee wherever you go. And so you will not be held back in, in this instance or any other. What am I, a hypocrite? Yeah. No. Okay. So, books. Yeah, check out this room. We're books. in the law room. All these books that you see here are documented cases of court law. I'm looking at federal rules of civil providence right now, volumes 28 through 47. And have you ever read a law book before? I've, I've perused. I haven't read, but I've perused. Perused about the law or about... Oh, in a law book. Oh, in a law no, book. Well, fans of libraries. It's not our first time in a law room at a library. I've opened. I've perused. Stop saying, I got to ask you, stop saying. Well, I haven't read. Read, okay, reading assumes, and if you, we'll release, we'll release at some point a little blurb, cover to cover. We've talked cover to cover. Reading assumes cover to cover. Right? Am I right? No, reading. Reading, can't you, I mean, if you read a paragraph, you read a paragraph, but the paragraph is the only thing on the page. In a book, if you only read a paragraph, you can't say you read the book. I mean, you might. I can't. can't say that. Well, on the contrary, if I said I read a book, that's cover to cover. That's what I'm saying. If I say I'm reading, yo, you said you read a law book. No, I said I perused. Oh, you perused. And you also told okay. me not to say that. I got you. I got you. I can't say I read a law book is what I said. You did. I'm, I'm, uh, we're getting caught up in particulars here. I, but um, I mean, this is what law breaks down <laughs> to, though, right? Am I right? Well, I was going to ask you, how dry was that book? I got to assume it's pretty... Footnotes aplenty. Black and white. I mean, the page, like, vertically, we only went halfway down. The rest was footnotes. Mm -hmm. You got to flip through the annex to the back, and you got to see you, you, it's referring to something else. So it's tethered. It's, it's like a, there's like a system to there's it, a right? System. It's kind of like law. There's a system. There's <sighs> precedence. Sticky. Uh, there's a couple different systems, but here in America, it's based off of precedence, right? Precedence. Right. That's interesting. And, uh, you know, what kind of law were you reading into? Oh, civil law. You educated man. Civil law, of course. Civil? You had a civil case pending against you? No, not okay. me. 
friends, maybe. I see. You're going to be a step-in lawyer? I might step in. I'll probably step out. I'll be a step-out lawyer. <laughs> you know, uh, I was watching these Ted Bundy tapes. Uh, it's kind of the talk of the town. I watched the first episode last night. How great are those episodes? Well, uh, our other fellow friend, Damien Riley, came over and insisted that we watch it. Ah. And I put on the first episode. It's riveting stuff. This whole cat, the cat, the end, the way it ends. He puts on a cast. I don't want to give away too much. He puts on a cast, though. And he, he needs help with his boat. And it's it's an interesting thing, man. The way he takes the case on, he takes it on. The way they crack it mm-hmm. is how they make him seem like he's, you know, almost trying to break it like a lawyer would. And that's what kind of sets it all in motion. Well, he went to law school, right? Yeah. And um, he actually, at some point throughout his trials, became his own lawyer. So I hear. And he hijacked the whole thing. I gotta see this. And he even said things that in, uh, was incriminating him. Or was definitely not helping his became case. Became his own lawyer. Became his own lawyer on the spot. Wow. And uh, he had his shot. Where for that damn U-turn? Was it the U-turn? Was it the U-turn that got him? No, he, he, it was a very interesting... So you've only seen the first one? Yeah. I just, yeah, I just act like I know more. Now, don't, don't interpret this the wrong way. But when I was watching it, it kind of reminded me of you. In a lot of ways, <laughs> uh, you know, maybe because you guys have like similar features, like, but like uh, you don't look completely the same, but you know what I'm saying, right? We got the unibrow. You don't have a unibrow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone's going to picture me with a unibrow. That's why it's funny. Just, you Nobody know, knows what I look like. a tall, slender man, white male, uh, articulate, could weasel his way out of something, got a good smile. A and, you know, a little Hastings in you. I don't know what you do in Hastings Ranch. So it's mostly good and then just this spot of complete darkness. Yeah. You got a little darkness in you. But this guy, man, what was it, 36 woman? Oh, man. 30 it's women? bad. That's bad. Oh, my God. I don't even get it. He went from town to town, from coast to coast. The guy knew what he was doing. And they're bad. They're bad. I mean, I saw the, the remains. Heads are smashed in, necrophilia, you name it, bad. I mean, Kyle, I got to ask you, are you, are you even capable of something like Never. that? No. <laughs> would even, Can would you not even, grin I, when I you say that? I don't think I could cliff a butterfly's wing. <laughs> All right, that's what I hope. Yeah, no, I, I generally know you as a kind, loving, hearted man. But uh, you, you just don't know. That's what everybody thought about Ted Bundy. <laughs> that's why he got so far. That's what I thought about him. <laughs> Well, you see a picture. He's like a politician. He's wearing turtlenecks. He's waving. He's charming. He's speaking of his youth. The, the tape starts off. He's like, youth was kind to me. And uh, friends were plenty. I was like, oh. He's talking about fishing. There he was. I mean, love girls, man. Well, he'd say, you know, it, it, it goes deeper. There's this one interview with a, one of his teachers. And she's talking about how he always acted like he was popular and always acted like he was athletic. But he wasn't actually athletic and he wasn't actually very popular. Yeah, and like... it always burned him. And some girl burned him. And that's what kind of set it all in motion. Burned him early, right? Early. 
Yeah, when he was talking in the tapes, it was very funny because he was just talking about his youth and childhood as if he was like, it was a perfect, seamless thing, Uh, no blemishes. He was always popular, always did well in school, got along with parents. But in reality, like you said, these things weren't quite as clean as he liked to make it out to be. Yeah, his hands weren't clean. Uh, and but okay, I haven't seen as many episodes as you. But there's a woman in his life, this meek, childlike woman who dates him for a while. Right? Does she know? She. Uh, what you'll later find out is that she went to the police station back when they were making a call for all Ted's who were acting suspicious. <laughs> yeah, he said his name was Ted. Yeah. This so is after the lake, right? This is after the lake. It's right where I left off. Right. And so she said she found some items in his car, like a knife. Uh, she found like an ice pick somewhere. And he talked about being frustrated and doing this. But nothing in, nothing that directly led to a crime. But mm-hmm. she did go to the uh, police station and report on some of these details. It's interesting. These lives people lead. You know, there's this... Uh, Airplane crash in Van Nuys. You hear about this? Oh, recently. Uh, yeah, breaking. It crashed into a house, right? Yeah. Just, just like that. It was just one guy in the plane crashed into a house. I think four family people died. Four, family of four. Oh my! It's so horrific. But you know, there's always the, like the black box. You know, the thing that's found. Do they ever find the black box? They always find the black box. They always talk about this black box like it's going to unveil all the mysteries. Oh, know? it's always going. It's like a endless podcast. Oh, shit. It's great. But uh, luckily, because it didn't go into the ocean or anything, they could find a lot of remains. But on uh, the pilot, on his body, they found uh, a police identification from Chicago police. And it wasn't him. It was a fake. And then they also checked some photos, and they had the same jet number, different paint job, but same fo- same plane, same number. Uh, and I guess he had flown, and he's great friends with, the owner of the Bunny Ranch. In Nevada? In Nevada. And he would fly girls for free of charge. All they had to do was pay for fuel. Oh, my God. So he's into some shady shit. Yeah, he's, this a, he's isn't an just, interesting guy. This isn't just a guy, a recreational <laughs> plane There's flyer. Interesting connects there. And that's usually how, if you really pull back the layers, you know, it's almost like those Mr. Glass things, you know. It wasn't just a train wreck. It wasn't just a building. It was a, a player. Well, with all these connections, hand. you connections. know. Like, I wonder if, I mean, I wonder if the house is connected to this guy's story. Yeah, that's a great point. Or the family. Or the family, even. But something's or telling Or the Bunny me, Ranch guy. Well, or the Bunny Ranch guy. I mean... Who's running for senator. Well, he won. He won? He's a senator of Nevada? He just won. Oh, my God. Jesus, these people are winning. There's layers. Yeah. Well, it's like a book. Page after page. Well, yeah, you can, it's like a book. You can really read into it. You can just gloss over it, I'll say. So. <laughs> right. Peruse, mind you. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> now, I can't believe that story came out, all those details, because I saw this headline, like, was it yesterday that this happened? I actually talked to a pilot earlier this week, coincidentally. About it. 
I talked to a pilot. He's a commercial pilot, small. And he's had a couple clients. Uh, John Cusack, he said he's as exciting as a wet towel. And then he had Dennis Rodman. And I said, hold on there. Do you have some Rodman stories? And he told me, but he's, he's flown Dennis Rodman about eight times. Oh, goody. And I said, where to go Vegas? He said, every single time. <laughs> and I, I didn't expect him to say that. I dropped a little uh, Joe Rogan reference. How I heard that Billy Corgan story. We went during the, the NBA Finals to Vegas, and he said, I've never seen Dennis Rodman sober, not once. Wow. I said, whoa. Okay. Interesting guy. I mean, in the way he was telling it, did he look believable? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a believable story. I've seen Dennis this guy Rodman. before. I've actually seen this guy before. He's, I see him in a bar. I was always a prick. He cusses a lot. Yeah, I could see he's that. always standing up. He's talking shit. This is the first time I, I ever actually talked to him one on one. And uh, he was telling me about his kids. He was telling me about his job. He's flying all these planes. He's just living through the life of others. It'd be funny to see him again. I'll talk to him about this uh, Van Nuys. See what he has to say. Oh, I'm sure he's got all the skinny on he's it. He's got skinny. He's pilots. He's probably got the black box. He's probably got the black box. Does every plane have a black box? Black box. I wonder what, a, what an ominous name too. The black box. It should be the white box for shedding light on the whole thing. No, it's dark. It has all those secrets. It's in the dark, huh? I mean, that's the nine eleven. The black box is where you hear that tape. Is that where the tape came that's from? The tape. I thought it was through a cell phone signal. Like they it's made go the go time. Is that what they said? It's go time. Is that the phrase? Oh, I don't know. I, I think don't it's, remember it's the go words. time. They took them down. Remember? They this said is, it's go this, time. He said it's go time. The civilian? Uh, the civilian said that? They took him down. They took one of the planes down. Oh. The black box that landed in like the fucking Midwest. Pennsylvania or something? Yeah. Oh, okay. I know that one. It's go time. Okay. He's got an XNFL <laughs> player or something. I got look at him. Just win for it, man. <laughs> he used to be my hero growing up. No way. Oh, yeah, dude. Why do you not? <laughs> do you believe in this guy? <laughs> I mean... I, that should be your hero, too, man. Uh, well, my first hero pilot hero is definitely sully oh sully i mean you land a plane in the hudson river what about denzel denzel he flipped it upside sully's still number one you got all that booze in denzel's his number two <laughs> i'm sorry yeah that real aspect to it nobody landed the plane in the hudson river man that's, that's fucking, pretty cool and he made that he made that decision within i don't know that's your 10 first seconds. pilot hero though not the wright brothers Screw the Wright brothers, man. Olivia Earhart. She got lost. <laughs> I'm not going to root for her. <laughs> so Holly. So. No, he, right. You know, he did so many things to is this, improve is, the life saw the Tom pilots. Hanks movie. That's why, right? Well, yeah, of course. That's, that's what really stamped it, though. You didn't. You saw a headline, Sully lands in the Hudson. Like, yeah, what big deal. It always, then you saw Tom Hanks for two hours. It always starts with the headline, Kyle. Remember that. Quote me on that. But... He also increased the uh, the working conditions for all these pilots and pay and, and the unions. and I mean, he was significant. He's a magnificent man. Yeah, he was. He really was. Right. So, uh, number one pilot. I thought, I, thought I saw the library. Give me a little... Sh yeah, yeah, you got to be careful. That guy's probably... It wasn't just my Hastings secrets. I was actually nervous... Uh, about the librarian. That's why I've been whispering most. Episodes. It wasn't just the dark, you know, darkness trying to come out. Yeah. I promise. It's okay. It's okay. But Sully, I mean, Denzel, he flipped it. He flipped the B. 
And he was drunk. Drunk. <laughs> that was pretty tight. And he, he ratted on himself, too. Yeah. He almost got away. And he went out with a bang, though. <sighs> yeah, that's pretty tight. I mean, when he walks out of that room sober and then walks right back in <laughs> to that mini fridge, it's oh, got all those man. little, uh, those I, little I, liquors. It's, I was, my skin was tickling. Have you seen a bad Denzel movie? Whew, that's a good question. I don't know. They're all pretty good. Most of them kind of hit me. Yeah. I've seen a lot of them, too. Even that, I can't remember the name of it now. The one where he uh, he wants to be a ball player, and his son's a ball player, and he's real tough on him, and he's drunk in that one, too. Fences? Fences. It was one word. Haven't seen it, but I, Fences. Remember, I remember you were telling me about that. Fences is great. A Man on Fire. Training Day. John Q. John Q. Great movie. Man, John Q. He's always a little bit hard. Yeah. Uh, I mean, remember the Titans? Oh, yeah. American Gangster. American Gangster. Long good. movie. Good movie, though. Yeah. I mean, he's good. He's good. He's good. Apparently not a nice guy in real life. What? I've heard. I've heard uh, anecdotes. You've heard? You and your stories. Trevor. Trevor told me. Trevor, I wouldn't believe a goddamn thing. That motherfucker says. It's in the dossier. He has one on Denzel. His dossier. <laughs> Several pictures. <laughs> We're in a bucket hat. Trevor's got people working for him on the inside. But now here's a question for you. So you've seen the Doors movie. Uh, with, uh, with Val Kilmer. Kilmer? Yeah. So Val Kilmer got asked if he understood by doing the movie what Jim Morrison felt like and what his soul was. And Val Kilmer responded, he understands more than what, <laughs> than what Jim Morrison felt. So he understands what it means to be singer more because the artist has to exaggerate everything and truly feel it in the moment. I thought it was interesting that he said that. Usually you just pay respects to the guy. That's Dagger, I, I'm blown away. At first I was like, that's a bombastic statement, right, to say. But the other part of me is split because I'm thinking about what he's saying. And if it's conveyed well, especially, but here's what I'm less than that. What I'm thinking of in this case is think about Jim Morrison. Uh, he was big when he was living. Definitely. He got, he's huge. He's bigger now, right? He's way bigger now than when he was living. Having that perspective of how popular he is and how iconic he is. And then looking up his history and mimicking his lifestyle and livelihood and personification as an actor could be a more enriching experience overall. But it's also a bullshit thing to say because it's like trivializing to the person. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but you know, what, you, know what that, you know what I mean by yeah. that too? You're, you're taking the whole legacy into consideration now and studying it and then trying to project that and that makes it into a really interesting uh, experience as an actor. That's why acting is really fun to do. And it could be more... Uh, it could be even more Jim Morrison than Jim Morrison's own life. It could be. Because it's a movie. Uh, but it, it's kind of effed up. I mean, it is, but he said it so eloquently and poetically. Of course, he's an actor. I mean, he's he's someone wrote it for him. <laughs> you think I can mimic what that guy does? Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's, like, it's like if they made a Don't Forget the Coffee movie, right? Yeah. Starring somebody for you. Jake Gyllenhaal stars you. Uh, Zach Efron stars, stars me. Stars you, yeah. Thanks. Um, uh, I don't know, Hank Hill stars Damien. Yeah. 
<laughs> um, I that just, guy that Breaking Bad. <laughs> <laughs> if that guy walked up to me and said, Dagger, I know you more than you know Drinking you. Drinking a coffee. Drinking a coffee with the headset on. I might have to punch the guy. And I definitely wouldn't believe it. Well, think about these actors like the, like the Heath Ledger, the Joker, you know. Just take it too far. I mean, he knew Joker. But that's a fictional he character. He knew Joker more than Joker, huh? Yeah. <laughs> that's a fictional character. That's a lot easier. I think about The Rock, how he was... <laughs> I don't even know where it's going with that. That's all right. You said The Rock. It's going to trend us. The Rock's blowing up, man. He's huge. He's everywhere. I mean, the guy's everywhere. He's the biggest actor. He's the biggest actor. I mean, highest paid actor in Hollywood right now. Shit. He's a good looking guy. Well dressed, fit, sure, funny, clean, clean. I don't know how he does it. Does he have a podcast? Can we? How much should we? Can we get him on the podcast? Can we get him on the? How podcast? can we get him on the podcast? Can we just time it up. I mean, all it takes is a headset. We're so mobile. You could just run him down. Right. We'll just run with the cords and we'll just strap a headset on him real quick. Damien holds him. I have the laptop and the interface. We just put the headset on him. All we need is something. We'll just find out where he is, Call right? Call an interview. Just mob him. According to these law books, that sounds... I mean, do you play it right? Clean. Everything's clean. <laughs> run it through his lawyer, run it through our lawyer. Yeah, we'll do it, make it a PR stunt, like a Kutcher kind of thing. Oh. Gotcha. Gotcha. Bum. You've been podcasted. <laughs> you didn't even know it. Thanks for being on my podcast. We'll mic him up. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, I mean, I'm looking outside. I can't see much. Dagger has the view. He took the high ground, of course, it's as he would. There's three seats available at this table. Great table. And all I can see is a couple bookshelves, and in the corner of my eye, I see a bench. It's green. <laughs> it's a Greenfields bench. We're not there anymore. It's a level up. Here we are, Pasadena Library. Trust me. I wanted to run out on that bench and podcast for the third time in a row on a bench. It's pretty good. But uh, we had to change it up here at the library. I got some books to return. Oh, that's... Okay, now it's making sense. It still seemed like a pretty high-profile choice. Dagger booked the location today. Ah, I see what you did there. Not bad. But it's interesting. You know, we had to drop some books. There you go. When's the, last time you, when's the last time you checked out a book from the public library? Enriched your mind. It's been a while. I've received some books. I've bought some books. But sure. Rented out. No. But I, I, I probably should soon because the last two books I had my hand on at a bookstore, I put back. And in the back of my mind was something uh, my girlfriend had said to me. She said, you could just get it at the library. I was like, she's right. And I heard like, library, library, library. Put the book away. I'll get it at the library. But I haven't been. I haven't been here. I only come to podcasts. Right. Well, one of the good things about getting a book from the library is that it kind of gives you a timeline in which to read the book because you yeah. got to return it oh, yeah. by a certain date. All right. You don't have to break down the whole fucking... Don't, I'm going to cut you off right on the <laughs> so podcast here. The thing is, the they f- give you like six weeks, right? But you can yeah, bring back the book and you don't even have to... You can call in to get a time extension. It's fascinating. I've gotten up to Kyle. Let's look at me in the eyes. Look at me in the eye. I'm not kidding. I know how libraries work. I've gotten work. up to three extensions over the phone. Had a book for over six months. Finally, I read the damn book. Yeah. Hey, buddy, you sleep with a library and you keep it for two years, okay? You can do whatever you want. Rack up those charges. No, I mean, 
I'm a little scarred by the library. I have a story. Scarred. I'm scarred. Please. Do you think $99 is a lot of money? Oh, boy. Uh, with regards to a library? Yes. Just in general. Do you think 99 is a lot? It's a substantial amount of money. What yeah. about to an 11-year-old? You think that's a lot? <laughs> that's everything. That's all I had. <laughs> that's yeah. everything. I once... I used to be a big patron of the library. I could see that. CDs, DVDs, comic books, a couple of books, a couple of hardbacks. <laughs> a couple of hardbacks. I ran it Liar Liar, starring Jim Carrey. Who's the lawyer in it? Oh, <laughs> keep coming back, okay. I forgot it. Forgot to return it. Took it to Arizona. Left it in Arizona. Had it for a month in Arizona. Went back. Took it to the Laverne Library. Overcharge. $99. No. For a month. If it's over a month, it's $99. It's considered lost, even if you return it. Did they accept it? Yeah. Did they still charge me? You betcha. No way. Double. Didn't even get to keep the VHS. See. I said DVDs. This is VHS. <laughs> this oh. is old school. I thought you were talking about a book. Liar, liar, the book. No, liar, liar, the VHS. Oh, God. <laughs> Damn it. Not that it changes everything, but what they need to do is they got to cap the fee at the value of the book. They can't Books were overcharge. 10 cents a day. It doesn't matter, man. You got to cap it at six bucks or oh, whatever. It the, killed the, me. It killed the me. The chess thing is. No, I've been a big patron of the library for a long time. College libraries are my favorite. They still accept patrons uh, from the community. I've talked about this. They can get whatever they want. Um, but collegiate... Uh, can, they can get from any intercollegiate library worldwide system of inter, uh, exchange. And you can get anything. At that point, you can get rare books. You know, wear gloves when you get them, mm-hmm. and it's crazy. Rare books are becoming very popular. Yeah, I'm just saying because a lot of these bookstores that I you go into, <laughs> I mean, I there's a couple of rare bookstores. There's like the regular books that they sell, and then there's these yeah. cases of just old books. Like they got dirt on them. They got, oh yeah, they got like old money dirt on them. You know, at that point you got it. You know, you call them codexes. Codexes. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah, when they're that archival. Well, it it's like a lot of encyclopedias. Yeah. Old knowledge that's Codex. outdated. Okay, Codex. You said that again. Uh, I got to ask you what, are you, what are you talking about? Look it up. Check it out. Check it out, fellow listeners. That's the word of the day. Codex. Codex. Root word code. Right, here we are. Let's see if I can find a dictionary. Man, there's like, there's got to be like a hundred books phone, in quick, here. Get, get off the dictionary. There's books in here. There's probably a thousand books in here, right? One room. I'm just going to pull a random one here off the well, shelf. Behind you is all Supreme Court. Supreme Court. I guess that's up, up there. Small claims court. That's, that's probably something willing to actually, that's pretty useful. <laughs> that's probably where your case is right there. Shit. So I'm going to pull out this book. It's called Great American Trials. These are early. These are very early. This is the second, those are early volume one, 1637 through 1949. I mean, that is old school American trial. It's got, it goes that far back. Oh, I assume, look at this picture up here. It's the Salem witch trial. That's, right that's what it looked like. I saw, I, I didn't think of that. I saw these <laughs> spear like. Those poor ladies. Yeah. I can't believe they went through and they killed so many of these women. This, this chap as well. I wish I knew this guy's name, but he's got a huge forehead. 
It's he's got a bigger fro, right, and a bigger nose. I would I would have said forehead last. <laughs> so I'm just gonna read one trial here, the headline, like I usually do. President Andrew Johnson impeachment trial. That's I had no idea. See, I thought impeachment was done by the the Congress and the Senate. I don't know. It goes to trial. Well, this is also 1868. Maybe there's been a ratification. Yeah. Perhaps. Perhaps. Well, it's interesting. Kyle, go ahead and read this and write a four-page summary on it, please. All right. I'll put it on the I'll put it on the website under our story. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah. Andrew Johnson, huh? I didn't know he was impeached. Why is he on the twenty? No, that's Jackson. Shit. Who's Johnson? Do you know your order? My order? No. Did you say on the 20? Did, that's Jackson, Andrew oh. Jackson. This Andrew is Jackson. Johnson, though, right? Oh, Andrew Johnson, yeah, this yeah. Is jo- it's not even Andrew. Who's yeah, Johnson? It's, it's in the 1800s, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Some guy. Some president. If you would have read more than the headline, you would have known. Yeah. Even one headline College base of headline. We're going to be at a party like a couple months from now. I know you're like, you wish you'd been preached Trump. I mean, just like Johnson in 1868. That's all you know. Because <laughs> of those four words. I'm like, who? Uh, uh, Johnson. Remember Johnson's The Trial? Have <laughs> you not been to the law, law uh, library? Uh, yeah, The Great American Trials. Yeah, they were yeah. from 1637. Man, Salem Witch, and you just going off in the <laughs> Salem Witch, just smoke. Just a soup of everything we just uh, said. Uh, that's all I am anyways. I'm a headline too, man. I know just enough for those little comments. Just to browse around. I almost said the, I almost said the P word again. Just peruse through. You know, impeachment is actually pretty interesting. It's it's the first step in trying to remove a president from office, but it's extremely hard to do so. Right. And I learned that word when I was growing up as well. Uh, they were talking about that around Bill Clinton, and I didn't really know what it meant. And I, I remember it was the word peach was big. It was like if I saw the word out, peach was bigger. Was like, peach, you know, <laughs> the Georgia peach, you know, mm-hmm. even though it's Alabama guy or Arkansas. But uh, impeachment... I found out at a young age is not, I thought it was like a firing, like the president gets fired. No, it's just the first step to saying we request that he get, goes to trial, goes to trial, right. to go down, to go down after that. Yeah. You take him to trial and you request the trial and then it goes down. And even then but it never happens, but it, it never really happens. rarely ever happens. And Impe- uh, Clinton got impeached because, uh, the fidelity issue, right? Eh. And Trump, but did he? Dude, the president has so many powers. The president has so many powers. Uh, this is what it came down to. And they were interviewing this uh, lawyer guy, Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh, he's now a judge. Yeah, but, we know um, Kavanaugh. Um, Check his memes. They were asking him whether it was legal for Trump to fire the guys that are investigating him. Because it seems really shady, right? Like he's, getting, he's firing all these people that are leading investigations onto whether he committed any crimes. And Kavanaugh said, it is definitely legal. And in fact, he could even shoot the guy and he still wouldn't be removed from office. Shoot him? Shoot him. Even if he shot somebody, he would still have to be impeached. And then after impeachment, go to trial. It's oh, for that crime? For that crime. So technically a president could commit an array of crimes. Yes. And then obviously he'd be impe- his impeach would be expedited, but his impeachment process, but he still could not necessarily be re- resigned, forcefully resigned until his impeachment was approved. Right. Right. And then it would have to go to that decision. <laughs> 
And then um, it's just uh, because he's the head of the executive office. He's like the top cop, you know. He's like the number one cop. He's a cop. cop. Well, that's up for debate, right? But he is the top cop, so who's going to arrest him? He, just, he could fire whoever, whoever arrests him. Again, I read this uh, in a headline. and uh, no, That's pretty actually, good for a headline. No, somebody was describing it. <laughs> yeah, that sounded like somebody briefed you a little. Yeah. It's just uh, impeachment. Whatever. 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 He'll survive. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's rolling with the punches, right? You catch that State of the Union last night? Nah. No, nah, not at all. What did I do last night? Talking to a pilot. Oh, yeah. It's probably more entertaining. But I always like watching the first... I used to. The entrance, you know. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. Up till, I think, last year, the guy who says, Mr. Speaker... In this case, it was Madame Speaker for Nancy Pelosi. Um, I introduce to you the President of the United States. Up till last year, it was Wilson Livingood. And this guy did it for like 16, 20 years. Something like that. Like a crazy long time. He's a real pro. And he's a real pro. This guy takes it extremely seriously. He plans out like six months in advance. Because I think the, the State of the Union happens every year, right? He writes it down. He recites it in the mirror, and he like he ta- it's not like he just wakes up one day and he says this one line like he's, he he pleads for it. I went into these video. I like started watching all these videos, and he recites it with such authority and such conviction. Um, it I was mean, just, I've been there. It was I've inspiring. Seen he's they're great. It was always good, but this new guy's pretty good too. Yeah, I'll give it to him. But he, he said, didn't? "Madame Speaker." That was the first time I had heard that. Did you did you spit a little sprite out? Catch you off guard? Uh, <laughs> I chuckled. I chuckled. I, and it's only been done once before. Nancy Pelosi was also the damn speaker uh, <laughs> some years before. I don't know. But, yeah, when he's coming out and he's shaking the hands and he's giving these nods and all these deals are, ma- are being made with grease. the eyes. Yeah, just a lot, a lot of, of grease. grease. A lot of grease. A lot of grease on everybody's hands. A lot of bullshit, to be honest. And the king of there's bullshit. There's feud right now. There's a lot of there's a lot of feuding. There's a lot of feuding. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Yeah. There's a lot of bitching too. Everybody's bitching. I mean, most people are just I don't know. You don't go on social media that much, but I see all these things like um, people are commiserating. Like, oh, you know, at least we have this. We have, that's all we have to hang on to in 20, 2018, 2019. Better be better. You know, it's all we have. Hmm. You know, like all these like memes and stuff. I don't, I don't really get it. I don't know why everyone's complaining. It's not that bad. Like, nothing's bad. What's the opposite of commiserate? Revel, revelry. Revel. That's what I'm about, man. Revelry yeah. and commiserate. Yeah. What life will you lead? Yeah. Are you gonna like champion each other and be like, yeah, dude? Like, focus on like what's going good in your crew more than like saying what's bad in the world. Oh yeah. Yeah, you'll be way better off. Way better. But you do like talking about the weather, so... Well, that's like, neutral. It's, ah, people like bitching about it, usually. SoCal is usually neutral to positive. But lately, people are like, I'm getting tired of the rain. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that so many times. <laughs> no, I was I was actually thinking about this deep, deep <laughs> the other day. I was like, why did everybody talk about the weather? It's because it's 
pretty much the only neutral topic out there. It's so neutral. Just weather. Because we all experience it. Unless you want to talk about math with people. But weather. <laughs> or water. Or water. But it's non-political. And you still about the weather. <laughs> no, if you talk about water, if you talk about like lack of water, then, uh-oh, it's going to spiral into some political talking debate. Drought, you're talking about that new tax they want to pro- oh, Okay, oh, forget about oh, it. You oh. can't talk to the average You can't talk to people in an elevator about that. See, with weather, it's completely neutral. <laughs> there is nothing, unless you start talking about like global warming. Um, the only other thing that's like that is traffic. And that, in my mind, is number two. That's commiserie topic. again. That's commiserie. And it's got that commiserie. Everyone hates it. it. Yeah, sure. Commiserie kind of is Whenever the I talk to people on my job, the first thing people say is like, oh, man, don't you hate that commute? It's the first thing people want to talk about. How about that drive? And they flip it. I go, you know what? I like it. <laughs> I don't mind it at all. Sometimes what? I listen in silence. What? <laughs> Their head explodes. What? Yeah, sometimes I'll catch them off guard. Like you have, like you know what? I kind of like it. I kind of like it. I, I like the rain. Just kind of twerk their head. What? What? Kind of snaps them out of the matrix for a little bit. Yeah, get them off the track. That's, and that's what don't forget the coffee's all about. You know, we're gonna pick on a topic. Law, benches, Heineken's, whatever, and throw it off its tracks too. All right. Oh, sports. That's another neutral topic. <laughs> But it's uh, sports. You want to talk sports? Yeah, sports are good. Although you have fandom, you got fandom to deal with, Dagger. You have fandom, and, and then fandom that, can divide. That could get a little hairy. But that's all sure. the type of fan, and you should check out another bench for that kind of thing. So I'm in the I'm in the side of things that I think fans can get along. I really do. Well, the ideal is that they get along. I think fans can get along. I mutual think, respect for the game. Well, of course. Respect the game. Respect people. If you respect the game first, people are a part of that, and you're going to respect every person. It's, it's when things get skewed. It's when you start thinking about the name on the back and the thing in your pants said the number and the, the name on your front of your jersey, the city you're playing for, the woman you're going home to, you got to think about the intangibles. You got to be true to your team. Know where you're from. Root for your team. Root for your team. That's the best way to be a fan. <laughs> so true. That's true. And you'll be good. And so what? You throw down sometimes. Yeah. Big deal. That's in back alleys. It's not in the stadium. It's not in front of your kids. No, definitely not in front of your kids. Unless somebody disgraces you. Unless you got to go, you got to throw down. Right in front of your son. Show him what's up. Show him the alpha dog in the world. You know, at some point you're going to have to prove something to your boy. And it's going to be very... by fire. You might get hurt. You might get hurt, Kyle. It's me now. Oh, I'm just stopped. (laughs) Trying to preach into the choir one. Um, Yeah, I mean, you got to come to pass with that. Sure. Got to get hurt. And then you get back up, dust your shoulders off, stand straight. Put another 45 on each side. Yeah, let's go. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, man. It looks like the library's about to close. These librarians keep poking through the aisles, like, looking at us. It's funny. Okay. Can we get it? Yeah, I got these late books. I'm going to get an extension. Back the hell off. All right? <laughs> I'll flip through. Shh. 